Welcome to Make Your Marketing. I'm your host, Pia Larson, Chief Imagination Officer here at Fingerprint Marketing. Just like other small business owners, I had to learn how to navigate marketing and found there was no such thing as an automatic when it comes to driving your business. You need to know how to shift. That said, there's no reason to stall or come to a stop. With the right guide, you can be in the driver's seat and lapping your competition in no time. Welcome back to Make Your Marketing Podcast. I'm Pia Larson, your host. And today I have as my guest, Louise Brogren. And we're going to be speaking about LinkedIn today, which I, like many of you in the audience, probably don't use as often as we should. There's so many opportunities. Louise, like us, work with entrepreneurs, SMBs, and professionals who want to raise their profile through LinkedIn in a genuine and valuable way. So there's a way to do it properly. She's also an international speaker, writes for Social Media Examiner, and hosts the LinkedIn with Louise podcast. She lives at home with her husband, three children, and an energetic spaniel called Bruce. Love Mm. it. And in 2021, Louise was named Small Business Britain Champion. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Pia. Thanks so much. It's lovely to be here. Yeah, we were just chatting about, so you're in Belfast, mm-hmm. Ireland, and I went to Ireland 20 years ago and just remembered it being beautiful, green, gorgeous, historic, lovely yeah. people. It's yeah. really, it, I think it basically is what people imagine it is when you go to the, like the off the beaten track parts of Ireland. Yeah. It, it It is stunning. We We went to West Cork for a week in July. And yeah. it's just, it's just beautiful. Really beautiful. Love living yeah, it's here. it's breathtaking. <laughs> yeah. I love the pubs too, because everyone, it's like, you don't just sit at your table. You sit at everyone's table. It's yeah. just a community. So Yes, very friendly. And then song breaks out. <laughs> well, let's dive into LinkedIn because LinkedIn is not the LinkedIn of yesteryear. Mm. Um, so I would love to find out from you kind of why you chose this platform as your go-to to help your clients, as well as where LinkedIn was and where it is today, because I think there's some missed opportunities. Oh, brilliant. Great place to start. So why I choose LinkedIn as the platform to work with my clients on is honestly really quite simple because it it is a platform where it's much easier to win business when you know what you're doing because mm-hmm. LinkedIn is for business. So yeah. Facebook is for friends and family. Instagram is for inspiration. Um, Twitter's for news and events. TikTok mm-hmm. is, but well, I feel like it's for my 15 year old. <laughs> hey, um, I'm on there. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but LinkedIn is specifically for business. So mm-hmm. um, people are on there as part of their business or professional network. And they're, it's, it's just, it's like, I kind of describe it like being at an, um, online version of your favorite industry conference. So oh, okay. you go to the conference and you look around for the people that you might know already and you get to mm-hmm. meet other people who are interested in the same kind of stuff as you and you talk about things that you're interested in, whether it's a piece in the news and um, something that's happening in your industry or 
with the anal- uh, analogy, oh my goodness, I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> of the online conference or being in a conference about the speaker you just saw together on stage. So mm. you're there with people who are already interested in talking and having conversations about whatever it is that you're passionate about in your business, in your industry. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just, when I used to use, I used to do all social media managing and training. Mm-hmm. And I realized in my business that spending time on LinkedIn brought me leads far faster than any other social media platform. And there was something in it. Um, but yeah. also by specializing in one area, whether it's in the industry that you're in or in marketing or whatever it is, um, it's much easier to become known uh, for that area. So for me, I'm known for LinkedIn for business because of mm-hmm. because I specialize in it. Now, do you help all industries or are there specific industries that you focus on? It's interesting because I market to really the female entrepreneur. Um, usually the people that hire me one-to-one are women who have left a high-flying corporate career and mm. launched their own business and they know what they want and they, you know, they don't want to mess around and go and often learn lots and lots of things for years. They just want to get cut to the chase, learn how to use this platform and get my help doing it. That being said, I also have worked with lots and lots of small businesses with teams, done training Mm. with teams from financial services to legal industries. And I also work with universities. So, Oh, interesting. Yeah. People come to me and say, well, actually, Louise, I, you know, I, I listened to your podcast, but actually, could you come and help our team? And of course, yeah, I, you know, I love that. I work with a lot of marketing companies would hire me because they know all about all of marketing, but they want to really polish up on their specific knowledge of LinkedIn. So yeah, which I'm hoping that we do today because yes. I myself would love to step up our game on LinkedIn. <laughs> so I'll be asking you some technical questions, but more, I, I'm really curious because I've been linked on LinkedIn for 15 years. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that people think of with LinkedIn is that it's a place to find a job, which we all know it's it's moved a little bit away from that. It is mm-hmm. a place to find work, but more using it as a business owner, using it to pro- prospect without being salesy or spammy, yes, right? Yes. So what are the terrible mistakes? And I'm sure you have a long laundry list <laughs> of things, of faux pas that you see people doing as business owners looking for leads on LinkedIn. Okay. As you say, there is a long list. Do we have time for that? <laughs> The key one, the key thing, the mistakes I see being made are people connecting with everybody without being, Mm. without really thinking about why they're connecting with somebody. People sending, hiring someone to do sales lead messages for them on their behalf, which of course there's companies out there trying to make a living, but they're literally sending the same spam message to everybody in your network. Um, and it's a really, really bad idea. LinkedIn yeah. is about building relationships and social selling, which basically means you sell by being sociable with the other members on the platform. Um, mm. I have a, a really good friend who was quite annoyed when LinkedIn limited the number of people you could connect with in a week to 100 people. And she said, well, how is anyone supposed to build their business on that? And my response is, it's, you build your business by being strategic 
showing up, talking about what it is that you know, starting conversations with your network rather than broadcasting out at them. And if you have got a team working under you, empowering them and understanding how to use LinkedIn, how best to represent you, your brand and your business on there without just jumping to the quick fix, which is, you know, sending, copy and paste this message out to everybody because it, it, yeah. it does not work. Does not work. It's fast though. It's faster and cheaper, right? That's the pro- that's the problem, the challenge. Well, it, it might be time. faster and cheaper, but does it actually win business? No, no, no. So it's a fool's er- so, errand. So you mentioned something important. Rather than broadcasting your message, mm-hmm. starting conversations. Can mm-hmm. you give me some examples of what that looks like? Oh, absolutely. So, for example, um, I was talking to somebody today. Um, about live streaming. He has a service where he teaches you how to go live um, across mm-hmm. multiple platforms. So this guy could go on LinkedIn and say, today I, I did live streaming and I had people engaging with me from, uh, you know, from Venezuela to China to, well, not China because LinkedIn's not in China, um, <laughs> from Venezuela to Croatia to North America. Um, if you want to check out my live stream, here's a link to it below. Mm. Or... He could go on the platform and say, I really love live streaming because A, B, and C. I'd love to hear from you. Um, if you've tried live streaming, uh, what do you love about it? Or um, I here's, here's why live streaming is such a brilliant thing to do for your business. Have you ever tried live streaming? What tips do you have for someone who might be starting out? So you're opening the door to yeah, give. Yeah, I can see the difference. Big difference. And what's really interesting, Pia, is the people who comment aren't necessarily the people who are going to become your client. So it's it's quite unusual for me to have people commenting on my posts who then reach out to say they want to work with me. What normally happens is the people who are commenting on my posts are already used to having conversations with me on the platform around LinkedIn, but people in their network then get sight of what I'm doing and they go and check out my profile, find out who I am. And then they reach out and connect with me or they reach out and say, I'm actually really interested. I've seen you on LinkedIn. I've seen the visibility you're getting, the engagement you're getting. Can we have a conversation about how to do that? So Mm. I would say nine out of 10 clients that work with me come to me to ask me for more information about what it is that I do. So I rarely will put something out in the news feed that says, I have a new service. Here it is. Do you want to go and check it out? I'm much mm. more likely to create content and conversations around that service. That's so, brilliant. It's, it sounds sorry. like it's a great tool for inbound marketing yes. and having people come to you and, yes. and they're curious. I love the idea of asking questions. Mm-hmm. So positioning yourself as, yes, I'm the authority, but I can always expand my knowledge. Right. So people love to share their tips and, you know, their knowledge. So that's brilliant. Do you have any other examples of what would be a good conversational post or update? Yes. So if we give me an example of an industry or some a job, let's take ours. So so let's say web design and maintenance like. Okay. You know, I I could I could tear apart a website and just say, isn't it frustrating when you can't load your a website and it takes like fifteen seconds? Um, everyone can say yes to that, but I don't know if that's open ended enough. Okay. What about turning that into a question that is a poll? So you could say, how yeah. long do you think a website should take to load? And then the key to a poll on LinkedIn is having four four options. 
The fourth option is always other. Let me know below. Because again, you're inviting people to comment. So it could be you give an extreme example, the right answer, mm-hmm. um, a really rubbish answer. And then the fourth answer is, um, have you, you know, it could be even like, I have no idea. Um, mm. It should be this, it should be that. But the fourth one is other, let me know below. Or you could say, um, you know, working in this space, it really frustrates me whenever I go to a website and it takes forever to load. Um, what do you think the key, you know, the key things this person's missing out are A, B and C? Is there anything that, that it makes you think about when someone's website you know, takes long to load? Do you stay on that website? Just inviting people to join the conversation with you. It's, I think it's kind of what people miss about LinkedIn. It's, you know, if you comment on my post, your network, a percentage of them would get visibility. Then if I mm. can get you commenting and other people start to comment, imagine the amplification of the visibility wow. of that post. It's thousands of people. Yeah. And it is all about engagement because, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, I post on LinkedIn once a day. But if no one is commenting (laughs) or engaging, you're throwing money out the window as far as I'm concerned. Yes. Yeah. And time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So those are great. So telling stories, sharing frustrations, opening questions, Mm -hmm. polls, um, those are all great. Mm -hmm. So I post on my profile. Mm -hmm. I know that the profile and business page are completely different. Mm-hmm. One's individual, just like on Facebook, and yes. one is more corporate. Yes. So let's say you are a small business with, let's say, 50 employees. What mm-hmm. what tips would you give them to really maximize LinkedIn? Oh, my goodness. That would be just a dream to work with a company of 50 employees um, mm-hmm. on the company page. So when you create your company page on LinkedIn, um, so it would be, you know, LinkedIn with Louise would be my company page. And then right. I would I would ask my employees to go to their LinkedIn profile, their personal profile, mm-hmm. and under the experience section, whenever they fill in that they work for me, and um, this is really key, make sure that they um, type, start typing the business name into the drop-down box when they say where you work, and then select the company page from that drop-down box. This means that your your company logo shows up on their personal profiles. And also when someone goes to your company page, they will see the the list of employees who work there and they'll be able to click on them and see who works there. Then when you start to share content on the company page, you can notify your employees that you've posted a new piece of content and Mm -hmm. ask them to share out to their personal network make sure that you empower them by showing them how LinkedIn works. So a mistake a lot of companies make is they'll say to their staff, okay, we were going to post on LinkedIn on the company page every day at 10 a.m. You've Mm -hmm. all got to go in there and share the post. And that's not going to work. But if you say to them, if you share one piece of content a week from the company page, Make sure you share it and say why you're sharing it and start a conversation with your network about what the what's in the company page post. This will give them engagement on their profile. More people will go and check out their profile and what they do and connect with them. But it also gets your company page out in front of more people with actual engagement that people are interested in. The company page as well itself has an employee advocacy tool that you will be able to see all the posts that your staff 
are actually sharing on LinkedIn. And if one of them has posted something, it's really interesting. So a really interesting conversation has started around website design and they're getting mm-hmm. lots of engagement on it. You can see that in your employee advocacy tool. Like They can turn this off. They don't have to. It's their proof, their personal profile belongs to them. But so there's, they can go in and turn off the settings. And you can't see what they're posting. And that's their prerogative. But if they've got a really engaged post going on, that's really reflects well on your company. You could share that their personal post onto the company page. And that really highlights your employee and it's going to make them feel really good about themselves. So there's lots and lots of ways to do it. If you apply for LinkedIn Live, you can have one of your team go live on LinkedIn on the company page. Um, you could interview your your staff, record videos nice. about you know what it's like to work there. So many, many, many things you can do. So LinkedIn Live, what's the secret to getting approved? Because I have tried six to seven times now, and it's not easy. It's not just you know, they don't take no, just anyone. It's not easy. So my big tip for that is, are you already sharing video of yourself speaking to camera on LinkedIn? Oh, is that is that the, the tip? Okay, yeah. I need to share more. <laughs> yeah, you need to start uploading video of yourself um, okay. doing what you'd be doing on LinkedIn Live. Um, and because they go and look, they go and check what you're doing. Yeah. Um, if you've live streamed anywhere else as well, really helps. Um, also, they will not accept anybody who breaks what they call their professional guidelines. So if somebody is joining LinkedIn pods or doing something that kind of goes against their community standards, you mm-hmm. just won't get approved. Um, so just got to you know, stay within their guidelines, their community standards. And big tip is sharing video of yourself on your feed and then reapply in about a month's time. Okay. Great tips. Now, you mentioned um, LinkedIn pods. For people who don't know what that is, Mm -hmm. it's kind of crowdsourcing, like in a group, sharing posts for more higher algorithm feed notifications, right? Or can you explain it? Yes. So it's something I don't recommend. Can I just say that first? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Okay. It happens on all social media platforms. It's people realize that you can try and cheat the algorithms on all the different platforms, but the platforms catch up to it. But basically Mm -hmm. a LinkedIn pod is where a group of people agree to form. It actually happens in messaging. So if I added you to a message and then added three or four other people into the messaging, it becomes like a messaging group. Yeah. So it's not just messaging between you and me. It's, it's a group of us. And what happens is the people in the group then agree to share their a link to their post into the group message and everybody mm. else in the group is obliged to go and leave a comment on that mm. person's post. So you're trying to trick the LinkedIn algorithm into thinking that that post is something that the audience or the network are actually interested in when they may have been interested in it, but they're obliged to go and comment on it. And what happens yeah. then is you'll see, you, once you know this exists on LinkedIn, you will spot it a mile off because you'll see posts with all the same people commenting over and over again. I'm not saying mm. really very much of interest. And you're wondering, well, why are they all, why is this post that's not that brilliant got so much, many comments on it? And quite often that is what's, what's going on there. Um, you're far better spending your time sharing, thinking of good conversation starters yourself and going and maybe leaving comments or engaging on two or three other people's posts 
who serve the same audience that you serve. Um, mm. So it's kind of getting yourself out there in front of people on LinkedIn in a strategic way, but not in a spammy way. Hopefully that yeah. helps. Yeah, that that definitely helps. But you're not saying that I can't tag people in my posts if they're related to what totally. I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. No, that's, you just that's don't wanna... completely different. So whenever this podcast comes out, um, I would like you to tag me on the post. Of course. Yeah. Because that's helping me helping raise my visibility. So in my I do a free workshop um called LinkedIn, how do you use LinkedIn for business? And I have a, a slide on there. It says, don't bro me if you don't know me. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love that. Oh my God, that's clever. Yeah. So don't just tag somebody because you know they're they are active yeah. on LinkedIn. In fact somebody did this to me um this week. And I'm why am I getting mm-hmm. all these notifications? And I'm like, oh, I don't even know that I don't even know this person. They're tagging me in all oh of their gosh. posts. Um so that's not a it's not a great look. Um yeah. the other thing I really would prefer people to avoid doing is you'll see someone putting out a post and then they tag about 30 people at the end of the post. Um mm. and I see They do that you know, on Facebook too. I do. I see people and I think, why you don't need to do this because your post is really great and you're, Mm -hmm. you know, you're kind of making it look spammy when it probably really isn't. So that's another thing I'd like people to try and avoid doing. Yeah. My other question was links, third party links. So Mm -hmm. how does LinkedIn deal? There's so many different hacks I already know about (laughs) posting a link to let's say a YouTube or to a Facebook post or anything outside of the LinkedIn environment, which for those who don't know, (laughs) social media channels do not want you leaving their platform. They want to keep you hostage on there. And that's why engagement is is rewarded so highly. Mm. But, you know, sometimes you just you have to share outside links. What are some tips for that? Okay, without getting... It's really interesting because I listen to I I listen to other podcasts interviewing LinkedIn experts because mm. I mean how else do you find out what's going on in your industry by engaging with other people who do what you do and right. the guy I was speaking to this listening to this morning I wish I remembered his name I, I can't remember what his, his name was but he said there are too many LinkedIn experts on LinkedIn talking about technical hacks. When mm. actually, the people that he serves and the people that I serve really just need to understand the basics of LinkedIn mm. and how to use Good it. Point. So, mm. a very long-winded answer to that is: I don't think it matters one iota whether you put mm. the link in the post, in the comments, where you put it. I share links to my YouTube video. I know that they would do better if I uploaded the video directly onto LinkedIn, but I'm growing my YouTube channel, so I share the link to YouTube. It's really about are you consistently showing up, providing service to your network, um, giving them stuff that they're interested in having conversation with you about. That's far more important than where do you put links to um, in your posts. And other LinkedIn um, experts would absolutely disagree with me on that so much. But that's, <laughs> that's what I teach. No, but I think you <laughs> No, I think that's brilliant. You know, Google is doing the same thing. They just came out with the uh, update to their web vitals, how they how they rank you on. And it's all about engagement and human connection and experience. So, 
you know, all these people are like, okay, here's how you're going to trick Google into getting you on page one. Yeah. Uh, when they're basically saying you've got to have good content, you have to have a fast website, and there's really no, you know, there's magic. No it. <laughs> yeah, there's no getting around it. Just do what we tell you the basics. Just, Just be a human, damn it. Do the hard work. <laughs> do the work. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So one of the things that we do is we post our blog. So once a week, once every other week. I, there's got to be best practices for that. So oh, you, yes. you should people just create a link and share directly to your website or should they copy and paste the, the, the blog post as an article? What are your thoughts? So I would do, I would do this in, in several different ways. Um, okay. One of my articles I wrote for Social Media Examiner is how to write an article that people will read and share on LinkedIn. I wrote it about two years ago and it still really applies. And it's mm. got about 10 different things to do with that. But what I do is I will write my blog on my website and then maybe a few days later, uh, and I'm not, I am not a Google or SEO expert by any means, mm -hmm. but I will take that and either repurpose it as an article on LinkedIn and, you know, you, you've got all your little formatting bits on LinkedIn. It's actually the articles on LinkedIn are really cool how you put in little links you can embed videos there's loads and loads of little um, pieces you can do in there and um, then take the key pieces the messages in that blog so maybe you've got like five ways to do xyz so each of those five ways becomes a single conversation starting post in your personal news feed and once people start engaging with that post you say if you want to read more go and check out my article now, you can do this with, with or without putting the blog as an article on LinkedIn because you could just say the blog, link to the blog, here's five ways to do here and, and then take the, each piece as an individual post for LinkedIn. I do like putting articles on LinkedIn. I think they have a really long shelf life, like a couple of mm -hmm. years. I go back and reshare snippets out of those articles every now and again. And every time it gets more traffic to go and read the article, the key is really having something on the article that takes people to your website. So whether it is, yeah. if you're interested in reading more, click here at the bottom, whatever it is. Um, but yeah. I do like articles on LinkedIn. If you don't want to go down that line, it's like, well, Louise, I just want to get people to go and read my blog. Then take the key bits out of the blog start conversations right on LinkedIn. And if people want to read more, you direct them to your blog. Um, that's oh, yeah. how I would do it. I mean, you can make carousels out of the key points in your blog. You can mm. make little video snippets. There's so many things you could do. Yeah. So uh, the carousels, tell us briefly what those are. Okay. Um, so they are basically like little um, slideshows on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, okay. And they are... So this is interesting because I did an experiment last week. I made a YouTube video on how to make your LinkedIn carousel post, um, which is on my YouTube channel if people want to go and check it out. And within 24 hours, it had something like 25% click-through rate and 31% engagement on the post, which and it was on the company page. That was phenomenal. Um, wow. lo loads of comments underneath it. The the reason carousel posts are so good on LinkedIn, you basically, if you use Canva, you go and make mm -hmm. a little slide deck, maybe no more than 10 slides, I would say. You want to make sure that on each slide, the text is really big because think about someone scrolling through this on their mobile app. So it's, oh, yeah. you know, 
you're writing one sentence or like two bullet points, that is it in big, big mm. text. Um, and then people, as people read it, they have to swipe through to read to the next slide. Every single swipe is counted as a click by LinkedIn's algorithm. Really? So it sees this as a really engaged post. Oh, interesting. Um, but when you're sharing it, also make sure you write why you're sharing it and start a conversation around it. So it's not, you don't just upload the carousel post, the little slideshow and send it off into the world. You upload it and then you say, I was talking to Pia about carousel posts on LinkedIn. Um, I discovered last week that the carousel posts I, I shared on my company page when I uh, increased engagement on the company page by 31%. Have you tried carousel posts? Find out more about it in the post below. And that's where the slideshows are. So great tip. Having conversation about it again. <laughs> and then you, I also watched your video on how to create a featured video story. Um, what is it? A cover story it's called? Yes. Yes. What is, that's, that's, I think the newest thing. Can you describe what that is and how people can do it easily? Oh, so this is funny because I, I have had this for a year and I didn't realize that very few people have it. So when yeah. you go to LinkedIn, um, if you're, so if you're listening to us, uh, go to LinkedIn and look for Louise Brogan. And when you click on my profile, where my profile photograph is, a 30 second video starts to play. Uh, I think it plays for three seconds and you just click on it and it opens up the mm -hmm. whole video in, in the screen. And it's me introducing myself. It's a 30 second. Hi, I'm Louise Brogan. I help XYZ, blah, blah, blah. Um, and not a lot of people have this yet. So it's a really fun little feature. And I'm surprised yeah. they haven't ruled it out. Anybody who has one has got an orange ring around their face on their profile photograph. That's how you'll know if someone has one or not. If you get the opportunity to add one, then absolutely do it. And just use it to introduce yourself and why people should check out the rest of your profile and tell you know, say something interesting or something fun so that people yeah. actually want to go and connect with you. Yeah, I have to. I still have to record mine, but I'm. I know what I'm going to say. And I'm super excited about it. Excellent. Um, so I know we're running low on time, but I wanted to get in one other question on mm. connections. So mm. you've given us great content ideas, and you've given us some great basics. So when someone connects with me, and I, I'm not aware why, mm -hmm. you're saying don't accept the connection or oh. research them a little bit long. Like, how do you do? You just ignore it. No, I, I struggle with this myself, to be quite honest, yeah. because I am a people person and I tend to give people the benefit of the doubt. So it's just much easier if someone sends you a message when they connect with you. But I get connection requests from people with no message. I, If I've got time, I kind of leave them all actually to do in, in one big run rather than doing them mm, every time I see okay. them. Um, so I will check if, is this person somebody who's connected to somebody I'm connected to? Okay. Um, is this somebody who looks like they could be interested in my content, potential customer, client? Then I accept them. I then send them a message. So I'll say, "Hi, Pia. Thanks for connecting with me. You know, I'd love to. I'd love to hear more about what you do because it's a real massive opportunity to get to know the other person, what they're doing. You know, mm -hmm. and I'm, please, please don't send. Um, I have. I teach people how to use LinkedIn. Would you like to know more about my services? Because that is just Ugh, that is not social yeah. selling. That is so. Spammy. What do you? What is a good uh, opening line to connect with someone? Okay, I have wanna... my favorite, but I want to hear yours. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, why are you connecting with somebody? M- mine is ge- mine is just genuine. I will con- mm-hmm. I will send a connection request to somebody who someone said, oh, you should follow Judy. Or um, I'll hear someone on a podcast and I'll, I'll literally say, I heard you on a podcast, love what you said, like to add you to my network. That is, there's nothing fancy about how I connect with people. It is just going back to the very start when I talked about going to a conference. If I met you in a conference, what would I say? Hey, I was mm. just then listening to Judy on stage. I love what she said. Um, uh, you know, should we swap business cards? It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And then as far as cadence, um, how many times does it, does it matter how many times you run? You're just consistent as long as you're consistently posting updates, right? Yeah. I would say two to three times a week is perfect. Okay. Okay. Great. Um, and then before we leave, um, I wanted to tell the audience that there is a downloadable on Louise Brogan's, uh, website that's super helpful. I look through it. It's a daily activity checklist. So it gives you specific things to do every day to build your visibility on LinkedIn. So I'm going to put that in the show notes, but it's louisebrogan.com and then we'll have a link to it. And then can you tell them a little bit about how you work with your clients on retainer and, and what you offer for them? Oh, absolutely. So I help people. I have two different options, really. One is people um, want me to show them how to use LinkedIn and they mm-hmm. want to do it themselves, but they want me there as a backup, as a sounding board, someone to come for strategic advice. So that's my um, really my lower end retainer offer. And then the other people I work with, we actually write their content for them. So I have a one-to-one with the client every month and we drill down into what is it they're going to talk about on LinkedIn? Um, where, what resources do they use? Do they have a blog or a podcast? Um, do they have favorite news sources? What do they want to be known for? And then my team of writers write their posts for them. We send them to the client and the client posts their own posts. Cause remember, I stick within LinkedIn community guidelines, which is why I get mm-hmm. to speak to people at LinkedIn. Um, and that's, that's been, I launched that, I think in March this year. And it's just been a complete game changer for my business. I love working with the clients. Um, only one has left and that was because she had, um, personal family issues that she was mm-hmm. taking a break from business for a while. So I, I find and I'm found by people who we're, we're, we're like attracts like. Um, so mm. I love working with these clients, helping them raise their visibility online. And they love the fact that they're getting their profiles raised on LinkedIn, but don't have to overthink what it is that are actually sharing on there. So, um, yeah, and that's it, the perfect equation because yeah. it is all about consistency showing yeah. up, but you're a busy CEO or founder and you, you just, you need something taken off your plate. So yeah. I think that's great. Thank you so much, Louise. I learned a lot on this episode and I hope you guys have as well. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much from Seattle to Ireland. Yeah. I hope you have a great rest of the week and uh, talk soon. Thanks, Pia. It's lovely to be on here. Thanks so much for having me. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to the Make Your Marketing Podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit our website for show notes and additional episodes at makeyourmarketingpodcast.com. 
Hey, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and please consider rating and reviewing. This helps other potential listeners find us and share the goodies with them. And by the way, you can also email me because I'd love to hear from you. Email me at pia at fingerprintmarketing.com with feedback, questions, a topic, anything that you want to chat about. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for listening.